Welcome to Getting Social with the Curious Cowgirl, a podcast that is all about teaching antiques and vintage business owners step-by-step how to utilize social media to cultivate new clients and increase sales. jump into today's podcast episode, I want to take a minute, first of all, to thank you for being a part of my community. And if you are enjoying this podcast and you are learning a lot about how to market your antique or vintage business on social media, I want to make sure that you are aware that I conduct Zoom-based training workshops on very specific topics. For example, one of my most popular workshops is covering Instagram. I do other workshops as well. So if you are interested in learning more about my Zoom-based workshops, when the next one is scheduled and what the training topic will be, please email me at marythecuriouscowgirl at gmail.com and I would be delighted to send you information. I would really love to see you in class. Well, hey, y'all. Welcome to another episode of Getting Social with the Curious Cowgirl. I am really glad that you are here with me today because this episode is all about the hashtag. And I tell you what, I don't know that there are very many topics related to Instagram that don't, you know, kind of come with more confusion attached to them than the use of hashtags and what are they for and how do they help and where do I find them and, you know, kind of all of those questions. And, you know, it's kind of not surprising to me that hashtags are so troublesome because, frankly, how the different social media platforms, Facebook and Instagram and Pinterest, for that matter, which is a search engine, not a platform, not a social media platform, but How hashtags have been used over the years by these different platforms has definitely changed. And so it's very understandable that folks who are, you know, kind of finding their way to Instagram or have been there for a while, but really want to start using that platform to market their antique or vintage business seem to feel a little bit lost when it comes to hashtags. So This episode is really dedicated to demystifying the hashtag and how you can utilize it from several different standpoints to help you grow your account, find your, you know, perfect person on Instagram and make more sales because, you know, let's be honest, at the end of the day, that's what we're all trying to do. So let me start off by spending a little time talking about what a hashtag is. And I'm going to do that by giving you all an an analogy or a comparison. So I want you all to visualize a manila file folder. And if you are of a certain age, you absolutely know (laughs) what a file folder is. 
I imagine some of the young pups have no idea what a fall folder is, but all of us um, that are most likely listening to this podcast are really aware of what a file folder is, a cardboard file folder. And we used to use the tab to write you know, the topic of whatever was going to go inside that file folder. Okay. A hashtag, you all, is exactly that. It's like an electronic file folder. So... Let's think about the hashtag Apple. If you include hashtag Apple in a caption on Instagram, then your post that has that hashtag in the caption is going to get filed basically in the file folder that's labeled hashtag Apple. Okay, so your post essentially travels with every single hashtag that you use and quote, gets filed in that file folder. So if you use one hashtag, then your post will get filed underneath that one hashtag. If you use two hashtags, say your second hashtag is apple pie, then your post is going to appear in two file folders. First in the hashtag apple file folder, and then second in the file folder labeled apple pie. Okay. So every single hashtag you use is going to take your post with it. All right. So why does that matter? Why is that important? Well, there's a few reasons why. First of all, there's a whole lot of content being added to Instagram every day. Every single post that somebody puts on their feed Every single post that somebody puts in Instagram stories is a piece of content. And Instagram has to figure out what to do with all of that content. And one of the ways that Instagram figures that out is by utilizing the hashtags that you include in your feed post. So the more hashtags you include in your feed post, the more information you're giving the algorithm on Instagram as to what it is you're talking about. The other reason that we want to include hashtags, a number of them, in our captions is a lot of people spend time on Instagram doing research and or following hashtags in the same way that you can follow a person or a shop or a business's hashtag. You can follow the hashtag apple pie, just like you can follow the hashtag, you know, I don't know, apple Dave's distillery on Instagram. And so when you include hashtags, if somebody is following the hashtag apple, then somewhere your post is going to get filed underneath that hashtag. So people who happen to be scrolling through all of the posts that have included that hashtag might stumble upon your post because you included that hashtag in your caption. Okay. All right. So how many hashtags should be, should we be using for all of our posts? Well, Instagram allows us to use 30 in our captions. So my advice is always use 30 because every hashtag you used, as I just explained, gets you the possibility of having that many more eyes on your content. So the more hashtags you use, then 
the higher the likelihood is that your post is going be is going to be discovered connected to that particular hashtag. So Instagram allows us 30. Let's try to use 30 every time. Now, one of the biggest challenges that um, a lot of people have is finding and figuring out which 30 hashtags they're going to use because there's like a jillion of them, right? And so, you know, and sometimes it can feel a little daunting to come up with 30 hashtags and figure out what are the right ones and, you know, kind of all that. So let's break this down into kind of bite-sized pieces here. So first of all, let's address subject-wise, which are the best hashtags you should be using. So one of the techniques that I like to use is kind of thinking about that number 30 divided into thirds. So 10, 10, and 10. So let's think about the first 10 hashtags in terms of the subject matter. And I want you to address that first 10 related to exactly what the image is that you're posting on Instagram. So is it an oil painting? Is it a vintage cookie jar? Is it a um, booth at an antique mall? What is your image of? And I want you to find 10 hashtags that include the words that really do describe exactly what it is you're posting a picture of. Now, Instagram is great about giving us suggestions. So when you start typing in, I don't know, the words cookie jar, then Instagram is going to start off showing you a list with beginning with the words cookie jar, but then it's also going to show us other hashtags that include the words cookie jar. So vintage cookie jar, mid-century cookie jar, um, you know, antique cookie jar. I mean, I don't know, but it's going to show you all kinds of different variations using your primary words. And so that's one way to come up with 10 hashtags that describe exactly what your picture is about. Okay. All right. Your next 10. So remember I said kind of a third, a third, a third. So your next 10 is going to require a little bit more, I don't know, investigative work or using kind of your creative brain, brain power a little bit. I want you to think about your next 10 hashtags in terms of where your ideal potential customer might be hanging out on Instagram. So for those of us who are selling antiques and vintage, a lot of what we're selling is related to home decor. Not all of it, but I mean, a good a good majority of it, right? So I want you to think about, for example, let's say that you're selling, I don't know, a, an oil painting. Where might somebody hang an oil painting in their home? Well, They might hang it in their living room, in their dining room, in their entry hall, in their powder bath, like there's a million places. So think about hashtags related to where somebody might be interested in seeing your post related to where the thing you're selling might eventually live in their home. So hashtag living room decor, hashtag dining room decor. You could even think about it in terms of phrases like hashtag um, traditional home decor or um, antique home decor. Hashtags like that are, again, kind of where your next potential customer might be hanging out. They, uh, people who are interested in hashtags like that 
are interested in what their home looks like. They're interested in looking at other beautiful homes. And so seeing posts of objects that they might consider adding to their personal home is a great place for your post to appear. Okay. So that's what I mean by kind of your ideal customer. Another way to kind of look at that is maybe your ideal customer is a collector. Okay. So again, hashtags related to that hashtag vintage cookie jar collector. Okay. So kind of approach your, um, the topic of what you're posting about from the perspective of wearing the hat of somebody who might want to buy your item and where might they be hanging out on Instagram related to a hashtag. Okay. All right. Your third set of hashtags is again, going to require really creative thinking. And I like to give the example of bees, bumblebees, when I um, kind of explain this third set. So let's say that you have, I don't know, a, a cookie jar, vintage cookie jar that you're selling and it's got a bee on it. Okay. So you've already addressed subject wise, you've already addressed maybe people who collect vintage cookie jars or into that kind of thing. But let's think about who else might be interested in acquiring your items. So people who are really, really interested in bees, the importance of bees, protection of bees, um, maybe people who have our backyard beekeepers, that kind of thing. Those people might really want to have a cookie jar sitting on their kitchen counter that's got a bee on it because they're into bumblebees. They don't care a single thing about vintage cookie jars or collecting cookie jars, but they're really into bees. So where might those people be hanging out on Instagram? So hashtags like save the bees, um, you know, I don't know, whatever they are related to bees. Bees are important. Bees save the planet. Maybe you want to include a few hashtags like that because, again, people who are into bees might see your item that's for sale and think, oh, my gosh, I love bees. I need to have that cookie jar with a bee on it, okay? Some other um, hashtags that might fall into this third category are hashtags that you're probably more familiar with, like Throwback Thursday, Sunday Fun Day, that kind of thing. Those are kind of like random hashtags, Um other ones might be a little more industry specific, like antique dealers of Instagram or vintage dealers of Instagram. Another um, area you might want to consider kind of for this last third is geography specific hashtags. If you are selling in a brick and mortar, whether it's a shop or an antique mall, it's important that people know where you're located and you can accomplish that either by geolocating when you're doing the post, but you can also do that by including, you know, um, city-specific, state-specific, area-specific hashtags. So, you know, I might say Dallas, Texas, but I might even get more specific than that and say Dallas Design District because that's where the antique mall is where I have a booth. So if that applies to you, that might be another set of hashtags for you to consider, okay? All right, so thinking about 30 kind of divided into those smaller chunks. And it doesn't, y'all don't be legalistic about this. It doesn't have to be exactly 10, exactly 10, exactly 10. Um, mine rarely are ever that, but that's kind of a way to break down that large number of 30 so that it doesn't feel so intimidating or kind of difficult to curate. Okay. All right. So another tip that I want to give you all is 
as you are thinking about your 30 hashtags, most of us sell more than one kind of thing. Now, I know there's there's some of y'all that you only sell one thing. You know, I don't know whatever it is. You only sell cigar store Indians, okay? And that's all you sell. But most people who are antique or vintage dealers sell more than one thing. So it might be a good idea for you to use a couple of sheets of paper and maybe make a couple of lists that are... Um, lists related to kind of the general um, types of antiques or vintage that you're selling. So using myself as an example, very high level, I typically have available vintage linens, um, antique china, vintage china, and vintage glassware. Those are three big categories of things that I typically have for sale. So I might make three separate lists so that depending on what I'm posting, I already have kind of a um, a category-specific list of hashtags that I can easily tap into, all right? Okay, the next thing I want to talk about is the numbers. And so a, a very common question related to hashtags is, is it better to use those real high volume, really big hashtags or smaller ones? And if you don't know what I'm talking about related to numbers, let me really quick, quickly walk you through where you can find that information. You've seen it. You maybe just didn't pay attention to it. So anytime you pull up a list of hashtags when you're, um, when you're searching, Instagram gives you a little number that's right below the hashtag. It's kind of in a light gray font, and it could say, you know, 25M or 14.1K, or it might say, you know, 5,000. What those numbers represent is the frequency of usage across the platform. So the more a hashtag is used, the higher the number the less frequency it's used, the lower the number, okay? And so a lot of people um, kind of knee-jerk say, well, obviously bigger is better. And I'm going to tell y'all that that is absolutely not true. And let me explain to you why. Um, unless you are a humongously giant Instagram account, and if you are, then rock on with your bad self. But let's just say that you, you are not some, you know, you're not some giant, um, you know, hundreds of thousands of followers, whatever. You have to remember that, the again, going back to the beginning of this podcast episode, the purpose of including hashtags is to increase discoverability. You want people to find you. And if you are using a whole lot of hashtags that are these, quote, really big, high-volume hashtags, the likelihood that somebody is going to find you is really, really small because you just don't have enough engagement on your account. That's not a criticism. That just is a true statement. You don't have enough followers. You don't have enough likes. You don't have enough comments that you're going to get kind of pushed to the top of the heap. So it really does not do you any good at all to choose hashtags that are really big. That may feel counterintuitive to you, but that is how, um, that is just kind of how it works. So once you've identified subject matter hashtags that you like, then the second thing you want to look at is what is the volume of usage? And 
it, it's a little bit of a personal decision about kind of what you're, you know, how big you're willing to go. I try as much as I can to use hashtags that are 250,000 or less. That's just my personal preference. I have heard other Instagram marketers say the same thing who have accounts even bigger than mine. Um, So I would say 250,000 or less is kind of where you want to be. Hashtags that are under 1,000 may not be worth your time because... With all of the people that are on the platform, if a hashtag has only been used a thousand times or less, then it's probably not searched for a lot and probably isn't going to get you noticed very easily because kind of nobody's fishing in that pond, so to speak. So maybe above a thousand and below 250,000 is kind of where I would try to be. Now, having said that, I will say that I do absolutely, from time to time, use a few high volume or high usage hashtags in my 30. And, you know, and that's okay. It's not a horrible thing to do. And you can certainly do that too. A lot of times the reason I do that is because I maybe am talking about something that maybe is a little bit trendy. And I want to kind of plant that seed in the mind of the person who finds my post. So let me give you an example of some times that I've done this. So Um, I sell a lot of vintage china, and you all may be familiar with the Netflix series Bridgerton. It came out in, I believe, December of 2020 and really gained like a huge kind of wave of popularity in the first quarter of 2021. It was set in Edwardian England, and it sort of kicked off a, a trend related to tea time, and so all of this vintage china that I have for sale, of course, I have a lot of teacups and teapots and sugars and creamers and that kind of thing. So I wanted to capitalize on including myself in on that trend. And so for all of those posts, you know, kind of, um, well, and, and actually going forward too, I'm not saying I wouldn't still do it, even though we're a little ways past kind of that big tidal wave of popularity, But definitely during the first quarter of 2021, when that show was at its peak of popularity, I was including hashtags like Bridgerton, Bridgerton fan, um, you know, whatever, Bridgerton related hashtags, which had very high volume usage. I am sure that nobody discovered my post related to that hashtag, but when people came and looked at my Instagram post, and I scan people's hashtags in their captions, I bet you do too including those hashtags, kind of plants that seed in their mind. Oh my gosh, yes, Bridgerton. I love that series. And oh, look at what, you know, this really darling tea set she has. And it kind of folds in all of that, all the feeling and emotion and all of that related to the TV show and connects it with my post. So that would be a reason why you might want to use a high volume hashtag. Okay. High volume usage hashtag. Um, so Kind of in summary, you do have to do a lot of homework when it comes to curating the right list of hashtags. And so when you're when you're spending time researching subject, you're spending time researching volume. You definitely have invested some time in finding the right hashtags. Now, I'm going to give you all maybe the best time-saving tip that are, that in the history of ever that I think will really help you always. Make, make sure that you are including 30 hashtags in every post. 
once you have done your research and you and you've got your list and I have probably four or five lists of hashtags because again I have four or five categories of things that I sell I make a list of those hashtags and type them in the notes on my phone I know that all smartphones have a notes function I type out that list of hashtags in my notes so that when I'm ready to create an Instagram post, all I have to do is copy and paste that list of hashtags from my notes into my post. It saves a ton of time. And I honestly think that a lot of the reason why people don't include 30 hashtags, because I see people that, you know, they're like at 15, you know, 20, 25, and then it's like they ran out of gas. And I 100% understand that because it takes time to th- you know think about it and, you know, go through that, you know, those three different areas that you need to think about when you're curating your hashtags. If you've already done all the homework and you figured out your list and the, the volume um, and the ones that you want to use, and you've already typed it into your notes, bam, you've done all the hard work. All you have to do is copy and paste that list into your post and you're done. Okay. Did your head just explode? (laughs) You know, like that's a really good time saving tip. Can't give myself credit for it. A friend taught me that. One thing I will say about, um, about your, a list that you copy and paste out of notes. And I don't want to make you nervous, but I just always feel like it's kind of, you know, I want to make sure I say everything, you know, I can to y'all and, and teach you as much as I can. One of the things you do want to be a little bit careful about is, changing up the order of your list from time to time. And this is why you want to do that. Instagram um, is constantly looking for bots or robots that are posting on the platform. It does not want it does not want bots or robots. It wants real life human beings active on the platform. And so anything that's very repetitive, Instagram will take note of. And so if over a period of time you are using the exact same list of hashtags over and over and over again, it's possible that you might trigger something in the algorithm that says, "Uh uh-oh, we think this account might be a bot or a robot because it's not ever varying the hashtags that it uses. So I, every once in a while, I don't know, maybe once a month, I will change up the order of the hashtags I use, and I also will eliminate some and add new ones because the volume of usage of any hashtag increases over time, and a hashtag that I identified at the beginning of the month that might have been relatively low volume could become a high volume hashtag, and I may decide that I don't want to use it anymore for that reason. So even just deleting out a few hashtags and adding a few in changes up your list a little bit and will kind of keep you out of the danger zone of being identified as a bot or a spam account. So just a little um, a little tip, nothing to be nervous about, but just something to kind of keep in mind. All right, so I hope that helps you all sort of feel a little less intimidated about using hashtags on your Instagram posts. I really encourage you to try and hit that 30 every time. There's no reason not to. The name of the game is to get in front of as many people as we can so that we can increase our engagement, our awareness, and make more sales. All right, I hope that helps you all, and I will look forward to talking to you again soon.